Stand Up For The Truth is sponsored by Lakeshore Communications Incorporated and made possible by your generous tax-deductible donations at StandUpForTheTruth.com slash donate. This is Stand Up For The Truth, a packed hour of challenging discussion addressing important issues and topics affecting Christians across the nation. Join the conversation via email at comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Now, David Fiorazzo. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ, soldiers of Christ and of the cross. David Fiorazzo here with Crash Connell, another edition of Stand Up For The Truth. Thank you so much for tuning in and for sharing our podcast. We appreciate all the downloads. And um, we are going to talk about news, breaking news headlines, and also some stories you may have missed in the last couple weeks because as I've realized... (laughs) There is so much that we don't know that's going on, and it's hard to keep up with everything. So today we will read a handful of articles that I think need to be talked about and discussed, but we will really talk about a lot of headlines and just really go over some headlines and and some news stories without delving into them deeply. So let's uh, ask for wisdom from the Lord for today, as we always do. Uh, Father in heaven, thank you for today, and thank you for your goodness. We know that uh, you are always sovereign in control and you are aware of what's going on. And though you are not seen, we sense your presence, Lord, and uh, we sense we're getting closer to the last days and you are, I believe, trying to wake up more of your people, more of the remnant. And we pray in Jesus' name that we would do everything in our power not to conform to this world and that we would see what's happening in our culture, in our country, in the world from a biblical perspective through that lens of truth and that we would discern and we would know how to respond, not just to be overwhelmed or not just to have the head knowledge, but to be able to do the work that you've called us to do because I know that your word tells us that you are constantly perfecting and completing the work that you began in every born-again child of God. I thank you for each one listening right now. We ask your blessings on their lives And sometimes, Lord, those blessings come in the form of trials and sometimes persecution. And we pray in Jesus' name that you would strengthen our family in Christ and encourage those who need it today, encourage those that need hope and a reminder of your promises, and also challenge those who need to get off the bench and into the game. We love you and lift up this hour to you and thank you, Jesus, this day that you have made. We rejoice and are glad in it. Great is your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, just want to plug yesterday's podcast with Allie Anderson Henson, uh, author and private investigator and reporter with Skywatch TV. She had a book we talked about, Unscrambling the Millennial Paradox. And Crash, I want to get your opinion on the um, CDC reveals the teenage suicide rate increased 76% in the last decade. And we were talking about some of those stats that are really hard to hear. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the young generation, millennials and younger, are leaving the church. But they are the most, probably the most maybe spiritual or activist generation. Um, So many want to be involved in maybe doing something for people, not... Well, yeah, they fall into religions of works and away from the true Christian faith, which is, you know, salvation by faith. Uh, So I want to get your take on that because yesterday we were kind of all over the place talking about this issue. Um, Allie Anderson was rightly saying we need to love millennials and love them back, back into the arms of Christ. But at the same time, a lot of churches interpret loving millennials as to try to get them back to the church using worldly means to attract people to the church just to give them something they want, only to get them back in the church doors. So I think we concluded that we need to bring them to Jesus Christ and the truth of Scripture first, and then maybe to a church. What are your thoughts? Well, uh, uh, so the thoughts on the uh, suicide, I I can't add too much to that other than— but but the millennials, the one thing that I was discovering— uh, sometimes I do security at Pathways Church where I go in Appleton, and on Wednesday nights it's their uh, Pathway students. And I would be talking with some of these young people, and uh, they're not the millennials, but some of them were, mm-hmm. the ones that were, quote-unquote, the leaders were the millennials. 
And uh, there was one lady that I'd known for quite a while, and she was leaving to go to a church here in De Pere. And I was actually surprised because there have been several of our older, the millennials that were leaving our church to go to this church in De Pere. And I wanted to kind of dive into that. And here I thought, sometimes I think maybe our church is a little bit too soft and liberal. And yet they're going to another church that much I can, softer, much, much softer. more seeker sensitive. I know exactly what church you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's a big and, one. And and so I, I, I want to talk to them. I'm going, so why are you leaving? They go, well, I just checked it out. And such and such invited me, another millennial that used to go there that they look up to. And I just you understand that what attracted them. It, I have I know a couple adults that go there and the man is leading the household as a spiritual head of the household. And he said, it's just fun and it's alive. What does that mean? What do we, I know? What, what do so we we're talking about that? love is is uh, when when you. It's sad because it's empty. It's empty teaching. It really is. Okay, it feels good during the time because I used to be a part of that. Feels good. It yeah. feels good at the time, but after a while, you come across a trial or something like that or a challenge, and then you start going, okay, I want to feel good again, and I can't wait till Sunday. I need to feel good now. And uh, mm. so uh, and that's a good point because are, are these churches discipling young people? You can feel good on Sunday morning with the up tempo worship and the and, loud whatever. But once, what do you do during the week? Uh, and a while back, there was a, a guy that we all know here at Q90FM, and he reached out to us that they were doing something at another church that was specifically reaching out to millennials. And I challenged him on that. I said, how are you sharing the gospel? And he actually said, hey, we got to start these relationships first. They're not coming. He's, he's saying this, crash, they are not coming to our church they're not coming to our church. We've got to love them into the in, into the congregation. And I went, is there anything in place for discipling these people and feeding them the word of God? And he says, okay, I don't think we're going to be able to work together on this. So where is that in Scripture where we have to work on relationships before we share the gospel? And pastors, if you, as we know, we go but to— But when the millennials are saying, don't tell me how you care until you show me that you care— and uh, that's why this conversation yesterday in the podcast with Allie Anderson about her book about millennials, how to reach them. It was so it, not um, it was challenging. It seemed like sometimes we were saying the same thing, but then other times we were contradicting one another and how well, to reach out to them. Um, I have a you millenn- can't give them the word. I have two millennial children and uh, it's our generation. I'm a baby boomer or the ones that raised them. So I'm, I, I'm sometimes I just have to look at myself and went, where did I go wrong? Now, I, I didn't I, I haven't only been born again since for about 10 years now. So I wasn't in Christ. But uh, these millennials that are now leaving the church where they raised, I, I know the ones that I was talking to at Pathways, they were raised as Christians and they were raised in the word. So I back to the uh, to the suicide there's so many things going on, David. And it continues continues to increase as far as suicide attempts and suicide rates, and not only increasing, but dramatically. So Christians, we have to be more uh, active in offering them hope and telling them the truth. They might not like it because that's certainly not what they're getting from anywhere else in our culture. Let's go back to the headlines now. And um, this is a fascinating story. Uh, a U.K. professor, this is a professor at a college and Angela Ruskin University. She is an occultist and a feminist. She's calling for human extinction to fight climate change. Well, at least she's open and vocal about it. Did you hear what I just said? Uh, there, there's, they're proudly proclaiming that the decimation of the human race is the only way to save the planet. We're going to be talking about Second Peter chapter 3 at our church this weekend, where it says, in part, God's judgment is coming in the day of the Lord, and the elements will be destroyed with intense heat, and the earth and all of its elements will be dissolved. And it's like, okay, and so much for saving the planet. But this is what they're doing. Humans are the problem, and this is environmental extremism. She's, uh, her name is McCormick, Patricia McCormick. She's a professor of philosophy, and she offers readers a surefire solution to global warming, phasing out reproduction and allowing humanity to die off now if she believes that then she also believes that the animals one day will learn how to drive 
because of evolution. And so there, here we're going to have a problem again in, a, in another six billion That's years. Funny. That's a good point. Actually, she is. She did become an animal animal oh, activist. There you go. Um, she's all the other species who will flourish on the earth. Uh, she's talking about once human beings are out of the way, there will be other species. She said. Uh, she told Cambridge News, "Quote." I was introduced to philosophy due to my interest in feminism and queer theory. What is that? Queer theory. I think that's just the study of the LGBT. Oh, and, okay. um, so theory. So abortion, she called it reproductive rights, have long been an interest to me. This led me to uh, learn more about animal rights, which is why I became a vegan. Joaquin Phoenix. Um, he, shout out to uh, the cow lovers. Humanity has caused mass problems, and one of them is creating this hierarchical world where white, male, heterosexual, and able-bodied people are succeeding. Mm. She's a professor at a college in the UK. This is what she's talking about. This is what she's preaching. Quote, this book also argues that we need to dismantle religion. No surprise there. And other overriding powers like the church of capitalism or the cult of self as it makes people act upon enforced rules rather than respond thoughtfully to the situations in front of them. What, what does that make you think of? The last line in the book of Judges, and in those days there was no king in Israel and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. She just said she doesn't like the rules and the binary systems. She said she wants people to respond emotionally, thoughtfully to situations in front of them. Because it's your truth is not my truth. And, you know, we all respond differently. So anyway, this is a professor in the UK. So bottom line here, someone that's open about saying human beings are the problem and we need to start um, phasing out reproduction and allowing humanity to die off. So this is under the environmental movement. What is one of their goals then? Planned Parenthood. That's one of the solutions to overpopulation, right? Abortion. So that's going on. Here we go. Another headline. A man named Dave Dubenmeyer. You know who that? Coach Dave, I think he goes by. He hopes uh, to sue the NFL for their Super Bowl halftime sex show. Okay, I, I added the sex part. Um, he has a radio show or a webcast called Pass the Salt Live, meaning Christians are to be mm -hmm. salt. And um, so he commented on the uh, Super Bowl halftime show, which I did a article at Freedom Project last week about that, and it's just amazing what was allowed on national television during family-friendly I think that's fascinating. Hours. That he's going to be—I uh, wonder if he can really get an attorney to, to make, the, make that case. The NFL. He's not suing Pepsi, uh, evidently suing the NFL, but they worked together to put this on. I'll tell you what, that was—it was really one of the most—wow, one of the most alarming— Sex shows, I, I mean, halftime entertainment shows with nothing but women that are half-dressed, half-naked, dancing, gyrating, doing all these gestures that I don't want to get into now, and the lyrics are awful. And this is what, in one of the most, well, I think it's Super Bowl is one of the highest-rated shows every year in viewers. So anyway... Um, I I don't know what's going to happen with that, but I hope something comes of that. But that certainly didn't empower women. It made them, again, appear to be the sex objects that the Me Too movement and others are trying to fight against. And here they're saying, oh, so empowering. Anyway, that's the liberal mindset. That's what they believe. Um, here's a sobering headline over in Burkina Faso. Dozens die as attacks continue. Of course, there are attacks against Christian men and dozens of others. Uh, this was a raid on a small town, Burkina Faso. Um, another headline, Kanye West claims some record labels prohibit musicians from mentioning Jesus. I thought you'd uh, find this one kind of interesting. He told an audience that some labels contradictorily forbid artists from saying Jesus. He says, quote, the devil took all the producers, the musicians, the designers. He moved us all out to Hollywood, moved us all out to New York, chasing gold statues, literally signing a contract and selling your souls, he said to the audience. And this was reported by Relevant Magazine. That's interesting because... Um, the Christian music industry has some 
problems there when it comes to uh, being a business. Well, you were a musician back in the 80s, a traveling musician, and yeah. uh, you can read about Don Francisco and how he had a falling out with Word Records because of the... So even back in the Christian wow. radio days, it was... You can sing about Jesus, but do you always have to have his name in there? In the early days, yeah. So it's changed a lot, and I know pray for these young musicians that are truly Christian going into this business, the Christian music industry, that if they get with the wrong producer or record label, they will lose a lot of their control and their artistic. I can't imagine a Christian radio station saying we prefer songs without the words Jesus in it. I would just be... Well, as long as they're positive, encouraging, though, um, say, hey, this is interesting. You would love this story. And I was, that's why I, I circled the headline crash. Over half of U.S. churches use armed security teams in light of recent shootings in the last couple of years. And uh, our pastor just put on 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 Pathways Church and on his Vimeo page. He's talking about that, about John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. And sometimes literally is, kill. Yeah, and uh, he said, uh, so the church. Churches are stepping up to do this. Yeah, LifeWay Research released released these uh, the results of this survey. So that's interesting. It's sad that it's come to that point, but and, and hope you will never have to use the security that you have. By the way, if you want to uh, text us and and get a comment here on the show, text the keyword "speak up" to nine zero one zero zero. You can also comment during the show or anytime during the week, and we'll get them the next show. Comments at StandUpForTheTruth.com. Next, this story, uh, my goodness. Actor alleges pedophilia is Hollywood's biggest problem, not hashtag me too. Corey Feldman. This is, and believe it or not, this was over at Movie Guide, which is uh, pretty benign and when it comes to some of these issues. Um he said the industry executives in Hollywood prey on children. There's a documentary coming out by Feldman, which he says will expose Hollywood's child sex ring and will name the abusers. He said he's going to name those who molested him and his other friend, Corey Haim, who died 10 years ago. I, I'm thinking it was suicide, but I don't remember. The documentary is ten, tentatively entitled, tented, tentative, tentatively easy for me to say, Truth, the Rape of the Two Corys. Um, Feldman said the documentary can literally change the entertainment system as we know it. He said, uh, bringing down a pedophile ring right off the bat, he said, I can name six names, and he connects pedophilia to one of the major studios. Um, He said it will be this documentary to be released, I believe, next month, the most honest and true depiction of child abuse ever portrayed by telling you my own story in a very real way. He did a crowd uh, go crowdfunding crowdfunder. He said additionally this funding will help me buy the security and the legal team that I need to help my family until the project is released. So can you imagine some the most powerful people in Hollywood that are part of this pedophile ring they want there's they, a they prayer opportunity some, yeah, there. Please pray for Corey Feldman. And the truth of this documentary to get out, and it just will reveal just how depraved humanity can be. But know this, uh, the article ends up by saying Hollywood cannot rid itself of its troubling morality issues until it recognizes the need for Christ's redemption and righteousness. They have to come to terms with their own sin and repentance first. It says Christ is our healer, redeemer, transformer, and advocate. Without his intervention, humanity will continue to embrace sin, including pedophilia and other forms of sexual deviancy. One more quick headline before we take a break. A lot of stories to get to. And it's, it's the uh, update on the Pennsylvania Catholic Diocese that paid $84 million in lawsuits to 564 sexual abuse victims that were abused by Catholic priests and clergy that so far. In Pennsylvania, this is one state, they've paid out $84 million. That compensation amount is expected to climb dramatically as other dioceses uh, work through a backlog of sexual abuse claims. This is sad, friends, but it's the truth, and this is our, our part of our history here, uh, particularly in the Catholic Church here in America. After the report was released, 
showing more than 1,000 minors. By the way, we did a story on this last year. If you want to look that up, search on standupforthetruth.com. More than 1,000 minors were allegedly sexually molested by some 300 clergy since the 1940s or 50s. And seven of the eight Catholic dioceses in Pennsylvania have set up victim compensation funds. One more, to, to date, the average payout across all seven dioceses, the average payout per person has exceeded $148,000, a fraction of what some adult victims of childhood abuse might have expected from a jury had they been per permitted to take their claims to court individually, reported the Associated Press. Under state law, victims of past abuse only have until age 30 to sue. We've got to take a break. A lot more news and headlines to get to. Can I share a comment to? that came in on our text? Sure. Uh, this uh, person said, David, we know Dave Dabenmeyer. He's suing Pepsi, the NFL, the two women that did the halftime show, and anyone else associated with the halftime show, including the city where it, where it is held, as we're all responsible for all the content. Praise God. And he has, uh, and he says you can listen to this guy's shows at Coach Dave live.com coach dave live.com okay so you can go and get that update we'll look at that and we'll find the most recent link in the update we'll put that in today's podcast notes at standupforthetruth.com when we come back we're talking about media bias we're talking about the moderate in quotes democrat party the update on jesse smollett and new emojis set to be released including uh, a male bride gender-neutral Santa, and a transgender flag. That and a whole lot more coming up on Stand Up For The Truth. Your monthly financial support of StandUpForTheTruth.com is needed and appreciated. Now, back to today's Stand Up For The Truth with David Fiorazzo. Thank you guys for tuning in. So many stories to get to. I've got stacks in front of me, so let's get right to it. This is. Let's start off with some good news. Couples who regularly go to church together report higher levels of happiness. There's a Valentine's Day thought. And by the way, if you celebrate it, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, now, the one that we teased before break, actor Jesse Smollett indicted on six charges for faking a hate crime. Uh, special prosecutor, of course, he stars in a show, I guess. I'm not sure if it's a show, series, series or movie, Empire. I think it's a TV series. Uh, anyway, he's back in court again. Uh, for those that don't remember this story, this is a, a year ago. He claimed he was attacked on the cold streets of Chicago by two Trump supporters wearing mega hats. And um, it's just an awful lie. And the police were going to follow through. They, they, thousands of man hours were put into the investigation. And it was, who was it, the... Um, the mayor, someone actually dismissed the charges, and, and it was that's what happened in the last year. So now, finally, a special prosecutor came in and said, no, 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 no. There's way too much evidence in this case that goes against him to not further prosecute Jesse Smollett in the interest of justice. Um, Dan Webb was the special prosecutor. So it's a sad case. He actually faked a hate crime, which is, to me, you guys— this is very serious because why? First of all, it's lying. Second of all, it paints a whole group of picture Trump of, of people in a bad light, Trump supporters. And it is actually going to just stir up more anger and more violence. Why? Because the media grabbed it and ran with it and said, you awful, mean, hateful Trump the damage supporters. is done. The damage is done. And it's, that was a year ago, so the damage was done. That's what irritates me because I know how the media is going to spin it either way. But the Chicago Police Department was really upset that they, the charges were dismissed back there a year ago. Um, so I won't read the whole story, but just, just so you know, if he was convicted on all 16 counts last year, he would have faced nearly 50 years in state prison. And let me go on to say that an average American would have. But because... He's, I believe he's, uh, well, I know he's black, he's an actor, famous actor, he's a liberal, and he's uh, gay. So you know why the um, attorney's office, you know, argued. Anyway, so Jesse Smollett, watch that news story and find out how, if justice will be served, even though at this late hour, after a year of the damage, as you say, it's been done. Um, 
Boko Haram back in the news in this attack in Nigeria, uh, killing at least 30. This is a militant group, and they are always suspected in uh, deaths of so many innocent people, particularly Christian people. This is a story from International Christian Concern. If you want to look them up, we will uh, post that today. Back to the uh, entertainment industry in Hollywood. Um, Oscar viewership, if you didn't know, most people don't care. <laughs> it hit another all-time low last Sunday with uh, 20. Now, this seems like way too many people still watching for me. 23.6 million. But if you go back 20 years, the Oscars had 43 million people watching. 43 million 20 years ago, 44 million. Now it's at 23.6. Still a lot of people. Um, but why? Well, to be fair, there might be some movies or actors that nobody knows or cares about or has heard of, or we don't go to the theaters as much anymore with all the In, in my secular radio days, I watched it so we could make fun of their clothes. <laughs> We didn't talk about the awards uh, or, you know, or, 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 or if there was a surprise mm. because uh, uh, it, it, to me, it did, awards don't matter. So we just did it to make fun of the celebrities. Yeah, I'm, and I'm looking at the last 10 years of, I guess, movies that won the best picture, along with the declining ratings. And I'm looking at this and saying, I don't know. Seriously. I know I only know one of these movies in the last 10 years. And I don't go to the theater that much. And I know a lot of my Christian friends and families don't go as much as they used to because they don't put out uh, entertainment, so-called, that's uh, interesting to Christians or conservatives as like they used to. Moonlight, Birdman, 12 Years a Slave, Spotlight, The Shape of Water. I have no idea what that's about. That, I guess, won last year. The Artist, um, The Hurt Locker, uh, anyway, I'm looking at The Departed, looking back at some of these movies— I, I have to go back to 2001 when Gladiator won Best Picture and then 2004, The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. So this tells you that it's what Hollywood deems good or what who, who they want to pat on the back and give kudos to. What are your thoughts on that, Crash? I have a zero. I mean, yeah, I, I'm looking at the list the also. And yeah. I mean, and sometimes they, they used to think it would be the host because like it was Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Chris Rock, Neil Patrick Harris, yeah. Ellen DeGeneres, Seth MacFarlane. I, so, think, I, I think the host just made it a little more interesting or entertaining. But people tune in for their stars and their idols and the movies. I was a Steve that. Martin fan, so, you know, he sometimes hosted it. So, yeah, uh, whatever. I like Bob Hope. Anyway, uh, let's move on. Uh, a judge in Oklahoma uh, refuses to block a law banning telemedicine abortions. Okay, an Oklahoma law banning telemedicine. But what's that? Uh, abortions in which a doctor guides a patient via Skype or video conference through a medication-induced murder. Oh, I'm sorry, termination of a pregnancy. So a judge refused to block this law that banned these abortions. We'll see more of those headlines across the country as the states are fighting this. Next. Switzerland. Let's go over to uh, the Swiss folks. They, uh, the voters over there now support including sexual orientation in hate crimes law. So evangelicals have warned that it will conflict with freedom of expression. And more than 62% of voters supported this proposal to make discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation um, and sexual identity. A criminal offense. Reuters reported that one. That's in Switzerland. And Nancy Pelosi. How can you not mention one of the many headlines with her name? Uh, she did a speech recently talking about uh, persecuted uh, religions and uh, minorities. Believe it or not, she mentioned some of this as she was heartfelt and concerned about it. You know how Pelosi prays constantly. Um, she leaves out Christians when naming persecuted Religions. She talked about Tibetan Buddhists. She talked about those in China and not Christians, but other religions in China. She talked about another religion in Saudi Arabia. She did not mention Christian persecution. Why do you think that is? Because she, I believe she hates the truth of the Bible. I am still trying to get my head around Tibetan monks being <laughs> persecuted. 
Buddhists. Buddhists. Not monks. monks. Buddhists. Okay, yeah. sorry. They're, they're imprisoned over in China, I guess. Uh, next story, another, uh, um, not another one like that, but here's another run from, uh, where, never mind. I was looking for the source. I didn't, don't have it. Tony Perkins mentioned it, Family Research Council. Marco Rubio denounced Wells Fargo. Why? They ended a school voucher uh, program funding Christian schools because of, because of their views. What are their views? Christian schools tend to traditionally believe in what the Bible teaches regarding marriage and God's, gender. Cr- God's creation, yeah. um, gender, homosexuality, and no evolution, and homosexuality, things like that. So Wells Fargo ended a school voucher. There's some funding, I guess. They, withdraw, they, they withdrew donations from a state voucher program because uh, some of the school, school students are choosing to attend— uh, oh, they oppose homosexuality. That's it, and transgender ideology. So, well, Wells Fargo has been incredibly open about their liberalism. Here's an interesting story that hits home here in the Midwest, Madison, Wisconsin. School district is scrapping the traditional grading system A through F. Why? For a kinder, gentler <laughs> model. <laughs> New grading scales. Obscure a child's true performance. This story is is not surprising. Some states have already done I think California and others. Legend has it that a century ago, E, when you got A, uh, A, B, C, D, E, was dropped as a grade. Why? Because some schools thought it would be confused for excellent. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then they went to A, B, C, D, F. All right. Yet after 100 years now of the standard A through F grading system, many modern schools have deemed it to be antiquated. Because of shame that a student might feel when earning a D or an F. Shame. So this week, this parent said uh, that they, re- they received these parents' second-grade daughter's report card from the Madison Metropolitan School District on which she was given uh, grades of EX, M, DV, or E. And E is not for failing. E means emerging. Here's what these are. Again, these grades, they're dropping the traditional grading system. According to the key provided, these abbreviations stand for EX means exceeding. Student consistently exceeds grade level expectations for the, for the end of the year. M means meeting. Student consistently meets grade level expectations. D means developing. <laughs> oh, it, and when I was growing up, especially in junior high school, I was developing quite a bit. <laughs> But then I actually got my act together eventually. But uh, D, developing. Student is developing understanding and is approaching grade-level expectations. And then emerging means student begins to show initial understanding of grade-level expectations. So every grade is dripping with optimism, presuming that every child is on the road to excellence, right? Uh, But as a parent, this article goes on, I have no clue how my child is doing in school. None of these, quote, grades correspond to the A to F scale, and further, they're all relative to what is expected by the end of the year, not specifically how well children are doing during the time period tested. Unbelievable. So new grade systems coming in. Crash? Well, uh, can I have a copy of that? I'm going to send it to Randy White because Patrick is homeschooled. Oh, well, let me. Uh, I want to make yeah, sure that yeah. uh, that he adopts that for the homeschool because <laughs> he still uses a, uh, as a Del, uh, John Nelson Darby Academy. They still use A's, B's, and C's yeah, and D's. Yeah. And, uh, well, this is the the college fix. Put this article out. I'll. Uh, I'm just going to hang on to it so I can put it in the podcast notes and then I'll give it. Are to you it. surprised it's from Madison? No, at all? no. Oh, Madison, are you kidding me? Okay, uh, we've got to move on. Move quick. Um, media bias, President Trump, celebrities, and so-called journalists. Let's talk about this for a minute. Uh, Robert Redford, uh, he says that Trump's immoral dedication to isolating us from the world community by willfully ignoring the biggest, most urgent threat facing human civilization, and that is the environment, climate change. He said this, I guess, at the Paris Climate Accord, but that was a, a quote that we never mentioned on this program. So we brought to you um, those famous words from Robert Redford. And then Joy Behar. You're not going to believe this. We know that both those of us that are paying attention to the slide uh, of the Democrat Party. Crash, here's where that comment comes in that we talked about earlier. So ABC, uh, the liberal views, Joy Behar claims that 
presidential contender Pete Buttigieg, who supports abortion on demand, including late term, socialized medicine, amnesty for illegal aliens, and is gay and married to another man who lives with him in the governor's mansion in the small town there in Indiana. Joy Behar hails him as a moderate Democrat. She was she being um, like trying to be mean, or was she was that a plus? Oh, for she her? loves him. She oh, loves she loves okay. Judge. All right. She she goes. He's fresh. He's new. He's gay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I okay. Joy Behar in the View. So you said something earlier about Bernie Sanders and and well, we were when we were talking earlier about the millennials and the voting power of the younger Ooh, generation. That's right. Uh, right. And I know it's not just millennials that are, but um, heads up. Bernie Sanders did well in the primaries. In both Iowa and New Hampshire, he did very well, and that's a huge voting block. The uh, You might say ages 18 to 35. That's a huge voting block. And in the past, because it affects college campuses, in the past, Democrats and progressives and radicals have been very good at getting out the vote, and a lot of those kids, I'm sorry, young people, they many of them don't care who they vote. For. They don't know what's going on or what the all the candidates stand for. They just do what they're told or peer pressure. Right, exactly. Yeah. So okay, Joy Bayer. When, when Pete Buttigieg is, is a moderate, well, of course we know he's not. We know there are no moderates. I don't well, think. Well, I would have to ask her that so, are running right so now. So who's uh, hard? You know, or you know, if, if he's a moderate. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, that mean that I guess that means Sanders is a moderate. <laughs> Well, maybe they're trying to make Joe Biden a moderate, I think. Uh, but look at his policies. Look at what they did in the Obama administration. Next, CNN. I guess they've got a program called Reliable Sources. Maybe it's a web thing. I don't know. Um, they provide expert analysis on the impeachment hearings, and they did that. Um, there was a segment tr- entitled Truth Does Matter. And Dan Rather came on and said, I've covered many cults. And he said, uh, pre- increasingly— this, I'm making an observation that President Trump's support seems cultish. Dan Rather said that. Usually he used to be known for journalism, but President Trump's supporters, I would insert, seem cultish. Neither Rather nor, I guess, Stelter, not sure who that is, presented any facts to back up their Trump cult claims. But it was another innovative way to smear 63 million Americans. Right, Crash? Mm. They, so that's this is Dan Rather. So anyway, one more media bias. Okay, two real quick. Uh, what poll are you talking about? A survey showed that 60%, this is recent, 61% of small business owners approve of the way Trump is handling his job as president and what he's doing for the economy. This, listen to this, you guys. This was a poll done by CNBC. However, <laughs> Their own organizations did not mention the poll because they didn't like the results. Um, MSNBC didn't mention it. NBC didn't mention it. They didn't report anything about this survey. It was ignored by CNN, The New York Times, The Washington Post, ABC, and CBS. The results, again, 60% of small business owners approved the way of Donald Trump is handling his job as president and what he's doing for the economy. Um there's very positive economic news. It's still positive if you, if you take the whole of it in the Trump administration, what they've done so far to help, um, yeah, including trade deals he's trying to work out. But even the local economy, record un- unemployment. I mean, sorry, record. Yeah, unemployment means, uh, you know, they're getting they're being unemployed. But record employment is it's climbing for mm-hmm. African-Americans, Asian-Americans and for women. Women are getting paid more. Minorities are getting more jobs, and this is across the board. And the media, of course, they won't, they're too ideologically driven to mention that. That's a shame because they sure did tout the few things that were good about the Obama economy. But uh, so much more to get to, including the emojis that we talked about. Oh, my goodness, you'll see more of these on social media a male bride, gender neutral Santa, t- transgender flag. Um, also, Billy Porter. The gay male actor who wears dresses, uh, he appeared on Sesame Street. We'll talk about that. Church of England is apologizing for saying sex is meant for married heterosexual couples. And a whole lot more news coming up. Thank you for listening and sharing today's show via StandUpForTheTruth.com slash podcast. Now, back to Stand Up For The Truth. Here's David Fiorazzo. 
Okay, let's tackle more news stories and headlines. Uh, new emojis are going to be released. A variety of, of over 100 new emojis will be added to platforms such as Apple and Android this year, including a male bride, gender-neutral Santa Claus, and a transgender flag. Um, my goodness, Unicode Consortium announced that this week. So, I guess Did you say a gender-neutral Santa Claus? Yes, gender-neutral Santa I don't know what that means. Maybe he doesn't have, a, doesn't have a beard. Maybe he, I don't know. I don't know. Let's move on. President Trump signs an executive order to combat human trafficking. This happened, I believe, a couple weeks ago, um, the Trafficking Victims Protection Act. And um, so kudos to some of the things that President Trump is doing while he's in the midst of the opposition and nonstop, relentless attacks and, quote, resistance. A majority of Christian parents, what's your take on this one, Crash? Nearly 60% of Christian parents choose a church based on children's programming. Don't do that. Not based on the teaching from the pulpit, the equipping of saints and discipleship, and the gospel, the whole counsel of God. They're saying, Does it, can it entertain my kids? Mm. Do they have a good program? I know, I know that's true because I've invited... Uh, people, I was part of a brand new church uh, about 10 years ago, and I was trying to invite people to church. No, I go to this church. <clears throat> oh, okay. And why is that? Well, children's programs, children's programs, children's programs. And, uh, and, and there's a oh, big, when I've invited people to, uh, what, um, your church, they ask, well, how's the children's program? You know, um, cause I'm looking for a church in Calcana and I'm going freedom fellowship. They asked me, how's the, how's the kids' programs? And They uh, disciple the kids there and have them memorize Scripture at Freedom well, Fellowship. And, 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 uh, but no, um, I, I, you asked me in our home, no, Patrick has no say in that. Isn't that interesting, though, that a lot of families let kids decide, uh, is, this, is this more fun than the other church? Uh, there's a very big church uh, in the Valley that does very, very well because of their massive children's programs. And I'm not saying they're not teaching the kids biblical um, ideas or, or content, but um, anyway, that's not a reason we believe should be at the top of the list for selecting a church. Uh, you probably heard gay male actor Billy Porter. Uh, you've seen him at the Oscars and other places wearing these dresses, extravagant, wide dresses. Mm -hmm. um, and he appeared on Sesame Street wearing a dress, of course. What message is that sending to young children? Just want you to know. A lot of parents were really upset about that, by the way. Um, well, very confusing, of course, to children. Confusing. Yeah. But that's that's Can you imagine leave, you leave your child right there that's watching by, Sesame Street, that's right? by design. Yeah. And then you walk out, and then you hear this. Daddy, can you come in here? Why is that man wearing a dress? Yeah. That's There's, uh, a, there's a conversation for very young children. They don't want to What, what are you watching? <laughs> you know, it's Sesame, Sesame Street. Street. <laughs> All right, next headline. Church of England is had to apologize, apparently, for saying that sex is meant for married homo— I'm sorry, heterosexual couples. Um, in other words, married. What does that mean? Okay, they, adultery is wrong. It's a sin. Heterosexual couples. Well, that means one man, one woman in the context of marriage. That's what sex is reserved for. Uh, that's biblical. But now they've apologized. Um, by uh, They were actually rebuked by um, those who would have— put pressure on them. So the Church of England, and that's going to happen here, friends. It's already here in some states, the pressure on pastors. Pray for them. Pray for us in churches that are trying to do the right thing and teach Scripture. Um, U.S. and 17 other countries launched the first ever International Religious Freedom Alliance. This is a good thing. The alliance welcomes countries who have shown a strong commitment to religious freedom in their history. Iran is probably not one of them. Um, Edinburgh, Scotland, right? They canceled a Christian conference. Why? Because a pastor had views on LGBTQ relationships that didn't measure up to their new standards. Um, we don't need to comment on that. There's another story I don't know if we'll get to about Franklin Graham. Oh, here we go. Seven UK venues canceled Franklin Graham's tour their 2020 tour where they go and they preach the gospel because critics say Graham is homophobic and they they uh, say because of his views we're canceling the whole thing um, 
But I think churches are trying to fight back over there. Keep an eye on that story. Um, Franklin Graham is coming to Green Bay mid-August. They reached out to us to partner with them for that. Absolutely. And I wrote back and I said, well, uh, we're still trying to decide if uh, we, you know, I, I made a snark about it. And, and then I apologized. said, sorry about the U.K. snark. And they went, you ought to hear the ones in our office. Because, you know, wow. it just it, it completely kind of caught them off guard. I mean, wow. um, because obviously Franklin Graham is very vocal about uh, his beliefs, he his politics, for everything. The truth. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're gonna have to rattle through some of these. I apologize. There's so much. We'll never. I thought we had a better chance of getting through some. Uh, by the way, after the impeachment um, uh, trial and all that for Trump, the GOP uh, raked in 117 million dollars in online donations from small donors, and they gained a million new donors. And the RNC collected contact information for 3.5 million more people. So Those were new, new. donors. Yeah, so people that did not like the fact that they were pushing the It was a protest donation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's a good story. A 99-year-old has read through the Bible 60 times, and she's the quote, the headline is, might as well make it 61. A Tennessee church member who's read through the Bible 60 times in her life recently embarked on her 61st journey through Scripture and she says, God shows me something new every time. I was just sharing that story yesterday Were with you? my son because um, it is amazing how you can be going through Scripture. I heard over a, and over and over. I heard a sermon on Titus. I had to go back and went, why didn't I see this? And we've read Titus how many times? Um, here's a disturbing story out of Canada. A Canadian father um, is found guilty of family violence, family violence for not affirming his trans child that revealed um, a new identity, family violence. Don't have time to get into that one, but that's a sad story uh, over at the activist mommy uh, yesterday. Uh, here's one. No room for pro-lifers in the Democrat Party. Bernie Sanders says abortion rights are essential, and he plans on increasing funding to Planned Parenthood, one of his first uh, uh, he actions said, as day president. One, day one. He day said one day as one. president. Right. Yeah, I'm going to increase Planned Parenthood funding. So you know where they stand. It's not just the socialism that we're concerned about, friends. Um, New Hampshire Democrats would rather a giant meteor hit the earth than have Trump win again. That's healthy. That's where they stand. Florida Senate passed a bill requiring parental consent for minors having abortions. This is amazing, guys. Why did I highlight this story? Because you they're now having to pass a bill to require parental consent for minors to have an abortion you can you can in a school you can't go to the the nurse's office and get a, a Tylenol without consent of mm -hmm. a parent from what I understand in most schools right. but yet you a lot of places are allowing abortions without the parent parental consent watch that is it uh, the state by state issue sleeping in separate beds could help married married couples with a relation with their relationship I thought that was kind of funny another Valentine's Day headline. Sleeping in separate beds could help married couples. It's a tradition over there in, in the English upper class. Um, one more. Mo most parents haven't been on a romantic date in more than three years. I had to say that because it's Valentine's Day. Uh, my wife and I don't celebrate it. Uh, we do not celebrate anything mm -hmm. under obligation. Um, Tennessee lawmaker sponsors bill to make the Bible official state book. Kudos to y'all. 90% of Americans are satisfied or say they're satisfied with their personal life. That apparently is a new record. This is interesting. We started the show today talking about a 76% increase in teenage suicides, and yet 90% of Americans say they're satisfied with their personal life. Something's not quite well, adding up here. Well, uh, come on. There's, there's that, uh, that church mm. face. You know, you go to church and oh, how yeah, you doing, yeah. oh, Crash? Fantastic. I'm good. Oh, I'm, I'm good. blessed, blessed, blessed. Yeah, we're good. Better than I deserve, but you know. Yeah. Uh, one more, uh, actually, a couple more. Starbucks partners with an organization promoting sex changes for minors. I don't know if you saw that ad about changing the name to James, being all proud of it, and go to get it written on your Starbucks cup. Christian actor Chris Pratt formed a production company to bridge the growing divide. Um, also, uh, Christian. And Muslim parents are joining together. This is an interesting thing. Why would Christian parents and Muslim parents come together? Over in New Jersey, they're protesting state-mandated LGBT curriculum. That's interesting. Christian and Muslim parents are working together on that. And one, a superintendent is standing up to an atheist group who uh, says the school 
is not a religion-free zone. So much. There's so much, and we ran out of time. Um, oh, what did you hear about this one? The, the teenage climate activist Greta uh, Thunberg. She got a BBC series now. Her own BBC series. To, uh, I guess it's an, part of an upcoming docudrama. The, so she's an environmental activist. She's going to be teaching young people, and she's a role model already, guys. Be careful for your kids following. Time after. person of the year. Uh, yes, Time magazine uh, person and, of the year. And there's, uh, I heard rumors mm. about a Nobel Prize or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah, I think she was nominated for a Nobel Prize. This is just nuts, you guys. All right, one more. This is very, very good news. Back to the Trump administration. They confirmed Trump's 51st federal appeals court judge this week. 51 conservative judges, and you don't think elections have consequences. Finally, back to the music scene. I said finally, or this is the last one about six times. Jeremy Camp, Christian singer, a new movie coming out, faith-based. It's going to be on IMAX, first one on IMAX. I still believe it's going to be in theaters opening March 13. Uh, get more information on that. I still believe Great story about Jeremy Camp's mm -hmm. testimony. So thank you so much. Uh, there was probably a couple dozen or more, about three or four dozen we didn't get to, but there's so much going on. Um, when we come back, some exciting guests to tell you about for next week. Stand Up For The Truth, a ministry of Lakeshore Communications Incorporated. Keep the discussion going on social media. Stand Up WI on Facebook and Twitter. Now we wrap up today's Stand Up For The Truth. All right, uh, a couple things real quick. Um, this came out about cherishing your spouse. I just wanted to read uh, or just give you five points this article makes about your spouse, your husband or wife. I mean, love is patient and kind, right? Number one, think the best about your husband or wife. Encourage one another. Number three, forgive quickly. Number four, don't compare your husband or your wife to other people. And number five, pray together. Very important for Christian couples and for others. Next week, starting Monday, Shay Hoodman of Got Questions. We're going to have a lot of questions for him on Monday. Also, new guest, a mama bear, Heidi St. John, coming on Tuesday. Those are two new guests in a row. Dr. Andy Woods on Wednesday. Carl Gallup, who finally were able to book him back with us on Thursday. And Jay Siegert of the Starting Point Project on Friday. Have a wonderful weekend. Please share our podcasts on social media. God bless you and keep speaking the truth about things that matter.